Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joining me today, as always, is producer Terry Clark. Hello, everyone. How has your week been? A little stressful? Mine's been pretty good. How about you? My weeks are always stressful. Always stressful? Not always, but yeah, probably for right now. It's a little stressful. Well, this week's show is all about rest and relaxation. A little R&R. We're on the third in our series on green herbal teas. And today we're going to be talking about lemon balm. Just the name is calming, isn't it? Lemon balm. (laughs) It's actually pretty popular amongst herbalists. Used in a lot of herbal teas. You may not know a lot about it, but after we're finished, you will. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to go into a little bit of its history, what it's good for and its many uses, and of course, how you can make a great cup of lemon balm tea for yourself. We've also got a terrific question of the week. One of our listeners wanted to know more about an alcohol that has tea in it. And you know, we certainly did our research on that. We love our research. (laughs) And you'll want to stick around for the findings of that little research project. But before we break out our martini glasses, we should definitely get back to our teacups. We're going to talk about lemon balm. It's a member of the mint family, but oh so different. Mm -hmm. Very much like the red-headed step cousin of the mint family hey now (laughs) now don't get mad at me all of you redheads out there terry clark is a redhead and uh, there's no reason to be upset it's just it's just a phrase Mm -hmm. the official name is actually melissa officinalis now that's a really cool name because the latin name melissa comes from the greek word for bees now bees absolutely love lemon balm but it's not because it's a particularly attractive plant it's it's kind of it's kind of actually unattractive it's it's not really very pretty but it is amazingly fragrant and it's that fragrance that has endeared lemon balm to people for over 2000 years Now, it's native to Southern Europe and Northern Africa, but now you can find lemon balm anywhere. It's a lot like mint, so you can find lemon balm in places where mint grows, warm and sunny climates. And in fact, you have lemon balm in your front yard, don't you, Terry? I do, I do. In fact, I have a black thumb. I tend to kill things, and that thing won't die, amazingly enough. I don't take care of it. I don't really water it very often, but it is a hardy, hardy plant to stand up to me. So Yeah, I, I would need hardy plants in my yard because <laughs> for a guy who runs the farmer's markets and a tea company, you would think I'd be better at gardening and growing things, but nope. I think I'll just leave that to other people, and then they can just give me the fruit because I'm terrible at me it. Me as well. I just kill things. But like I said, the lemon balm amazes me that Pretty it's tough. still there. Mm-hmm. Well, the first mention of lemon balm might be in the Greek story, Homer's Odyssey. We don't know for sure, but historians believe that there's a strong suggestion of lemon balm within its pages. But the first official mention is by a Roman fellow by the name of Pliny the Elder. Now, he was around at the time of Jesus, uh, 23 to 70-something A.D., and he spoke about the bee's love 
for lemon balm. He thought that the plant's fragrance was how bees navigated their way back to the hive. In fact, there's a lot of early mention of beekeepers rubbing lemon balm inside a new hive to encourage a new swarm of bees to stick around. We have really the first technical mention of lemon balm around the mid-17th century. A British herbalist by the name of Nicholas Culpepper noted that lemon balm causeth the mind and heart to be merry and driveth away all troublesome cares and thoughts out of the mind. Does it really do that? Is lemon balm really good that way? I don't know. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the health benefits of lemon balm. We are going to get into its many uses and how you can make a cup of excellent lemon balm tea. And in our question of the week, we do a thorough analysis of absolute wild tea vodka. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello everyone, this is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, and the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com and don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things lemon balm. Joined, as always, by producer Terry Clark. Happy to be here. Are you really happy to be here? Well, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Well, we've just finished some lemon balm tea, and maybe that is why... I bet that's why I'm that's why you're so, so happy. merry. Indeed. <laughs> In the 17th century, we spoke about the herbalist Nicholas Culpepper saying that lemon balm caused the mind and heart to be merry. And in fact, lemon balm is good for several things, three things specifically that uh, we found clinical evidence for. The first thing is that lemon balm is very calming and soothing. In the old days, lemon balm was actually used as a mild form of Valium. Modern studies have shown that lemon balm actually has a sedative effect on the central nervous system of lab mice. Now, we do have some clinical evidence also that it's very calming and soothing for humans as well. So we're not just talking about rats at this point. The reason why is that lemon balm has some volatile oils, citronella and citrals A and B. 
since the Middle Ages, it's been used to assist people who are suffering from anxiety, nervousness, and even a little insomnia. I suffer from insomnia. I could probably use some lemon balm. Yeah, we should definitely make you some then. Yeah, maybe help me sleep a little better. The second thing that lemon balm is particularly good for is for your stomach. Two weeks ago, we spoke about the benefits of peppermint for your tummy. Peppermint has menthol. Well, lemon balm is actually a very close cousin. An ugly redheaded cousin of mint. <laughs> we weren't going to revisit that. <laughs> lemon balm is actually a close cousin of peppermint. And it too has some volatile oils. And those volatile oils help the muscles relax. Specifically, the muscles of the stomach, the bladder, and the uterus. So it can help relieve uh, conditions of gas, cramps, as well as nausea. The third big benefit of lemon balm is actually as an antiviral and an antifungal. Now, it's not the tea that causes this effect. It's actually the oil of lemon balm that's so helpful. It's used in creams and in ointments to help heal cold sores and conditions related to herpes simplex. Lemon balm's antiviral properties are actually attributed to some chemical compounds that it contains, caffeic acid and rosmeric acid. Actually, there's a great old story. It's a Greek story about the physician Dioscorides, who put lemon balm directly on scorpion stings and dog bites. And then he would drop some into the wine for the patient to drink. And that, you can imagine, given the you know old days, it was the, probably the best you could do. Right. You could help heal the skin and soothe the skin as well as knock the patient out. So, soothe their soul, at so least. So they wasn't <laughs> suffering quite as much. <laughs> Lemon balm actually has several other uses as well. We spoke about the fact that it has citronella in it. So it can actually be used as an insect repellent. Now, it's attractive to bees. But if you actually rubbed it on pieces of furniture or if you put it in a fire that was burning, the citronella will actually help you repel insects. It's also good in aromatherapy. So if you happen to be soaking in a bath with some lemon balm in it or perhaps breathing in the steam from a pot of lemon balm and water, it can actually soothe that way as well. It's also good as a culinary ingredient. It's great on fish, it's good with lamb, and actually it's great in salads as well. But of course, we're here to talk about how good it is with tea. And making a cup of lemon balm tea is really easy. A slightly rounded teaspoon for every eight ounces, loose leaf lemon balm. You can put in eight ounces of boiling hot water. Let it steep for about five minutes and strain. Very nice. We actually made it this morning. The flavor is a light mint with some citrusy overtones. It's real easy to take. It's great iced. It has no caffeine in it and is very soothing and very calming. It actually blends well with a lot of other ingredients. We use it in a lot of our sleepy time blends. We mix it with peppermint, of course, lavender, valerian root, which is sort of the precursor to Valium, as well as some chamomile. So it blends unbelievably well with a lot of other herbals. 
one thing that's been suggested, although we've never tried it, is to blend it with black tea, that it actually kind of helps bring out some of the citrus notes of black tea. So I guess you'd have kind of an upper and a downer mixed all together in one tea. Quite a cocktail. It's like a hippie speedball. It should be an interesting <laughs> cocktail indeed. We may have to try that this upcoming week. Speaking of trying things, this past week we tried some absolute wild tea vodka. Yes, we did. At the request of one of our listeners. Stay with us. We are going to present those findings when we come back. Stick around here at Steeping Around. Hi, my name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my Pomegranate Mojito tea as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, SALUTE! Welcome back to Steeping Around. I'm your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea, joined as always by producer Terry Clark. Hi again. As you know, we love getting your email. If you have a question related to tea or something you want to talk about on the show or even a comment, please send it to our email address. That email address is steep at mayatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at mayatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, please friend us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. Sarah every week puts up a, not every week, last week was the first week, but she put up a trivia question and three people answered it. And the first three, they got little packages of tea, which was pretty cool. Yes, and congratulations to all three of them. Of course, you're always more than welcome to visit our website, www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A dot com. This week, we have a really fabulous question <laughs> of the week. We do. Our email this week comes to us from Buddy. He writes, Manish, never miss a show. Good stuff. I'd love to hear a tea expert's opinion about this new vodka. It's absolute wild tea vodka. Is this stuff really made from tea? What kind? What do you think? Wouldn't the vodka overpower the tea? I'll be listening for your unique opinion on the air. Thanks, Buddy. Well, big kudos to Buddy for sending us an excellent question. Buddy, please send us your mailing address so we can send you some tea, please. 
you guys, anytime you send an email to the show, send us your mailing address. If we use your question, we'd love to send you some free tea. Well, to answer all of your questions, we did some extensive research. We had an event the other night, a charity event, and we were serving tea, and there was a wine tasting as well. And so we decided to test out the Absolute Wild Tea Vodka with a variety of different mixers. Now, to begin, your first question was, is it made from tea? Now, I visited the website, and it says it's made from tea, but in the way of like aromatics, along with elderflowers. So whether it's actually made from real whole tea leaves, I don't believe that's the case, but probably the flavorings, which are originally made from real tea leaves. What kind? Well, the website says oolong and black tea. It says both. Now, I don't know whether they're oolong or whether it's black. I did pose the question to the PR company, and they're going to get back to me. But if I was a betting man, I would suspect that they're actually using black tea. Wouldn't the vodka overpower the tea? You don't really taste the tea, not in the way that you would in a cup. But again, it's about the vodka. And so the flavors are pretty balanced. You can get some aromatics of the elderflowers. Uh, the website suggests that it's a mixture of flavors from red apples, black tea, elderflowers, and citrus. And you do get some interesting dry aromatics when you do taste the vodka. But of course, it's all about the vodka. Now, as far as what do I think? Well, let me tell you, we did a tasting of this vodka seven different ways. <laughs> It was pretty great. Seven, huh? Indeed. <laughs> Lost count, did you? I did. <laughs> First of all, we tried it plain. We just iced it down and we tried it plain. And yes, it's a good vodka, very balanced, pretty smooth, a little floral, a little sweet. And I thought it went down nicely, but most of the others are not used to drinking straight up yeah, vodka it was martinis. A little too so strong for me. It was probably a little too strong. But then, of course, we mixed it with some sodas and different mixers. And here are our results. The first soda that we tried was something called Gus, grown-up soda. And we tried the dry Meyer lemon flavor, and we found it to be excellent. The soda is not too sweet, pretty dry, and it worked really well. In fact, I believe it was one of everybody's favorites. It was one of everybody's favorites. It was very nice. Then we tried a couple that didn't work for us as well. We tried it with San Pellegrino Aranciata Sparkling Orange Soda as well as Blue Sky Jamaican Ginger Ale. Now, the website suggested that we try it with ginger ale, and it also said that it would be good with citrus flavors. But with both of these two sodas, it didn't work all that well. We found the flavors to be kind of muddied up and not clear, and it didn't do the vodka any justice, so we're not recommending that. We tried it with Coke, though, the Mexican version. No high fructose corn syrup, real sugar instead, which is the kind of Coke we like anyway. I loved that one. I think I liked it the best. And I think mixed with that vodka, it was outstanding. Yep. The one that I liked the most was with our very own Maya tea. We had some iced tea that we were serving out at the event, a South Indian version. And mixed with a little sugar, the vodka just really came out. Just had plain tea, a little sugar, and the vodka was outstanding. The one surprise, though, is that we picked up a soda called Mr. Q's Cucumber Sparkling Beverage. It was amazing. It was a cucumber totally. soda. And it wasn't very sweet, slightly sweet, but mixed with the vodka, outstanding. Yep. So it's thumbs up for the vodka mixed with the cucumber soda, mixed with our Maya tea, mixed with the Coke, as well as the dry Meyer lemon soda. Excellent, excellent, excellent. We like the vodka. And we love the question. So if you've got a question like that, throw it out at us, please. We thank you for listening this week. Next week, we are going to move on in green herbal teas. From lemon balm 
to lemongrass. Lemony flavor, but totally different in terms of how to make it and its health properties. We hope you'll join us then. But until then, remember, it's really a great thing that more people than ever are steeping around, and we so appreciate that you are among them. See you next week. 